welcome back to Mythic Sky Storytime. I'm Dr. Laura Tad, psychological and spiritually oriented counselor and astrologer. It's been a little while since I made my last recording. Life tends to get busy, and so I thought I would, as the year is coming to a close, talk a little bit about some of the upcoming astrology. We've got a full moon tomorrow. Today's December 6, 2022. And about a week, week and a half out from the winter solstice here in the northern half of the planet. I may have talked about this in previous shows, but every full moon is always 180 degrees, right? The moon is exactly opposite in the sky from where the sun is. That's what creates the full illumination or reflection of the sun look full to us because there's no shadow involved. So because we are currently in December in the time of Sagittarius, the opposite sign that's, you know, 180 degrees or six months before or after today is the time of Gemini. So the moon will be in Gemini when it is full tomorrow at 11.08 p.m. here on the East Coast. So all full moons, because it is fully illuminated, it's at its apex, it's at its zenith, it's a time of completion, it's a time of fruition. Also, because of that, it's the time to release and let go, because from the moment of the full moon forward for the next two weeks, the moon will be appearing to get smaller and smaller and smaller as we get to the new moon, right? It gets less and less... Uh, there's less and less reflection of illumination onto the moon over the next two weeks. So when it's at its zenith, when it is fully illuminated, it's then this time to prepare of release and let go of things as it wanes, is how we often talk about it. It's its waning period. is a waxing moon from new moon to full moon, and it's in its waning period thereafter till the, the next new moon. So for yourself, looking at ways of working with, you can always work with new moons, and it's most helpful to work with new moons in consort with the sign that the full moon or the new moon, you can always work with the moon, but you want to look at the sign that the moon is taking place in. Because those archetypes that are associated with that sign are the ones that are the most present and most palpable. And so when it comes to things that you'd want to release, tomorrow, or even starting today and into, you know, Thursday, sort of, you can buffer the transformational energy of a moon by a day on either side. So you sort of get about a three-day window. And using this period, these today, 6th, the 7th, and then the 8th, and in parts of the world that will actually be occurring on the 8th since in in Europe and further east, because it's happening at 11 o'clock at night here on the East Coast. So in those few days, really looking at this Mercury or Gemini, which is associated with the planet of Mercury, right, is the sign of the twins. It's about duality. And it's also very much associated with communication in all its forms, whether that's written communication or oral communication. It's all forms of communication is really a lot of what Gemini is about as an archetype, as well as things that have duality to them, because it's the sign of the twin. And having a lot to talk about, it's also because of its association with Mercury tends to be very quick and fast. And so it can sometimes lead to us getting tongue tied, because we're 
speaking so quickly that we're not fully forming our thoughts before we speak can be a vulnerability during this time, particularly with the moon. So if it comes to talking about how you feel, because the moon astrologically governs our emotion and our emotional experience with the world, or our ability to be emotionally present or not, when it is in the sign of Gemini, we are likely to feel drawn to talking about how we feel with greater intensity or greater regularity for those sort of two, two and a half days that the moon is in the sign of Gemini. And when it is then in the full moon, because it's a in Gemini every 28 days for two, two and a half days, but because it's in it, the full moon cycle, which is the only time in the year that it is a full moon, it is then there's an amplification of our pull, our call to give voice to our emotions. Now, one of the things that's particular about this year and this particular full moon in Gemini is it's also happening in very close alignment with the planet Mars. And so because these two are so close in the sky, um, in alignment, you know, they're not, the physical bodies aren't closer, but they're lining up closely to one another. Then, and Mars in astrology being the planet of drive and action, and oftentimes it can be our temper, right? It's, it's linked with passion. And so passion can be beautiful and about romance and connection. It can also be passionately angry, right? So that can be part of that potentially is in that rush to speak that Gemin- that Mercury loves to engage with. And it's all this communication around emotion because Mars is so there, that even makes it sort of a faster energy and even more of a desire to be speaking with an urgency. But you want to be mindful that in that urgency that there's still compassion and kindness in what you're saying because that Mars energy could be aggressive, could be forceful in this sort of listen to me now sort of potentiality. And Mars has been in Gemini for several months. It will continue to be so because it is currently retrograde. And so that too adds some coloring or flavoring to this full moon, because with Mars retrograde, there is in some ways that urgency to communicate or speak may end up feeling more internal than external. So being mindful of how you are speaking to yourself, what is that inner voice saying to you? And are you being self-honest may be part of what comes up for you during this full moon. And Are there tapes and narratives that are these like skipping records of self-doubt or self-shame that you've been stuck in potentially for years? And this full moon can be an opportunity to really let those go, even though intellectually you may be able to talk yourself out of those tapes. They still run and still maybe impede your growth or impede your ability to be proactive and put yourself out in the world in a certain way. And with this particular full moon, doing any sort of writing, journaling, and then burning that writing around those tapes that you want to let go of, those tapes, those skipping records of self-doubt 
and or self-criticism, letting that go at a whole new level. And this can really be an opportunity to do that with this particular full moon. And even because it's in Gemini, even more so than usual of working with the moon and writing things down, with the new moon often making wish lists, with the full moon letting things go, I think because Mercury, because Gemini governs communication, it's even more of a call to really put those things that you want to release in writing, as opposed to it staying more communicative verbally or orally, or even doing some sort of physical ritual around it, that really writing it down and burning that list. Assuming you live somewhere that you can, you know, go out and have a little fire in your backyard. Um, If you live in an apartment building where that's not really possible, even something, if you have a patio, maybe you can do something. It just just needs to be like a single piece of paper. Um, Years ago, when I lived in an apartment in Oakland, I would even just in the kitchen sink, right? That could still be somewhere that it was safe to burn a single piece of paper. So be mindful of where or how you go about it. But I do think that this can be a particularly powerful time to give voice to those things that you want to release. And particularly, I think because of this Mars retrograde, really so close to this full moon, that the things you want to take action on, there's been some sort of, whether it's an arrested development or a tape, that voice in your head that says, oh, you can't, you're not good enough, you shouldn't, it's not appropriate for you to do that, somebody else could, you know, really releasing that voice and writing down what it is, the voice you want to let go of, so that it's telling you no or coulda, shoulda, woulda, regret, letting all of that go. And using this full moon in letting that go, that opens the space for in the next two weeks, as we move toward the new moon, to be able to put that into action, which is what the new moon asks us to do is to set intention, right? So using that, these the two weeks, which will be the December 23rd at about 5.15 in the morning here on the East Coast. So the eve of Christmas Eve being the new moon, right? So between the 7th of December and the 23rd of December will be this period of time once you've released those voices and those narratives that aren't serving you. That is sort of this release process for about two weeks. And then the new moon on the 23rd, that'll be at one degree Capricorn, one and a half degrees Capricorn, is a time that's really, it's such a grounding. It's very early in Capricorn, and Capricorn is so much about intention and solidifying things that it really then helps you lay the groundwork of what are the stepping stones I am going to lay to move forward to be responsible, which is a big part of Capricorn, around those things that I have been letting go or releasing. And I do think part of that will have to do with self-care, right? That's this letting go of that narrative that isn't serving you so that you can be proactive about self-care because that this particular upcoming new moon in Capricorn will also be very much in alignment with the asteroid known as Hygieia, which, right, we get, you can sort of see the origin Hygieia, hygiene. It very much has to do with health and wellness. So then late December, really setting intentions around self-care and wellness and how are you going to be responsible 
for your own well-being. Right. So that's sort of this piece around the moon for the month of December and how you can work with these lunar cycles at the very end of this year. And then, you know, just a few days before this this new moon, we have the winter solstice. The winter solstice, right? Because if it's at one degree Capricorn, the winter solstice is zero degrees Capricorn. It's the very, very beginning of the winter. All of the solstices and equinoxes are always at zero degrees of a astrological sign. And that's the launch or the initiation of a given season. And so with the sun ingressing into Capricorn, we have the winter solstice, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the summer solstice on the other half of the planet. And the exact moment of the the winter solstice here on the East Coast is the 21st of December at 4.48 p.m. So that too becomes this significant point. It's just a few days before the new moon, so in between the full moon and new moon. And it is a time, right, historically for millennia, there are stories of this period of time, right? It's this tipping point where the world has been getting darker and darker and darker in the sense of like longer and longer nights, right? The days are shorter and shorter, the nights are longer and longer between sunrise and sunset. And the winter solstice is the tipping point of when that's about to change, right? It's the longest night of the year, but it's also then the beginning of the returning of the light. And this time of the light returning is then a period of illumination. It's a period of things becoming more visible, quite literally. And in that period, that is a time of what can we then see that we couldn't see before? What can we lean into and connect with that before was literally obscured, perhaps, or appeared to be obscured? It was just outside of reach, just beyond our vision, right? It's almost like the, you know, when it's really foggy out here today. And so the visibility isn't very far if you're driving. And with the returning of the light, it's like our visibility distance becomes greater. And so therefore, we can both be better prepared for things coming up that maybe we need to set up some, you know, get our ducks in a row or be prepared for. It also can help us to feel, connect with inspiration or connecting with possibility in a new way because we can see further ahead and therefore there's greater possibility of new adventure, new opportunities that we can connect with. In some ways, similar to the new moon, and they do happen, as I said, you know, within days of each other, you can set intention with the winter solstice. And I do think there's probably some historical connection with the winter solstice and the concept of New Year's resolutions, right? There is setting some intention with the solstice as well as the new moon. And then, you know, a few weeks later with New Year's resolutions that all sort of carry similar energies, 
of setting intention and how do you want to move forward? What do you want to create in the next year? And because it's the sign of Capricorn, you know, that can create a real foundation to it. So there's a solidity and a concretizing that Capricorn really offers us that is this bringing things into the physical reality. And so that's both part of the solstice energy, as well as that new moon energy that we are moving into just 48 hours later. So using those times, like with the list that I recommend you do for the full moon, having and burning that list with these lists, I recommend holding onto them because you're wanting it to stay physical. You're wanting it concretized as opposed to releasing it. You're wanting it to be physical, particularly, I think, because it's in an earth sign, maintaining its physical manifestation in the world, even if it's just a list of things, there's still a physicality to that. So making lists of what you want to manifest. And Capricorn 2 has a lot to do with responsibility and accountability. So that can be behaviors that you're wanting to manifest. I want to be more responsible about my job, or I want to have greater discipline with my self-care, particularly, I think, because this both the solstice and new moon are so close in alignment with Hygieia that there is this piece that it's bringing in for us collectively of setting intention around wellness and how we take care of ourselves or where we struggled to. And in some ways, the gift of it being in Capricorn is helping us to be accountable for it, helping us to take responsibility for where maybe we've dropped the ball and we are not in the same healthcare routine or self-care routine that maybe intellectually we know we should be doing, but we've struggled to be disciplined about it. Hygieia being in Capricorn for the solstice and the new moon, I think can really aid us in stepping into that ability to be accountable for our self-care and on top of those lists or goals or, you know, whether you're using apps or you're tracking steps, however you are doing that, actually following through as opposed to what often happens, particularly sort of with New Year's resolutions, right? There's a lot of data of the huge spike in people who have gym memberships in the end of the year, beginning of like December, January, and then by March, it's like falling off a cliff. And everybody was super gung-ho and they were going to work out six days a week. And then, you know, three, four months later, they haven't been in a month. And I think that for this particular coming year, the fact that Hygieia is aligned with these astrological events should help us with maintaining that discipline that maybe we've struggled to connect with. So that's sort of a little bit of the solstice and the moon, the other very big shift that's happening all sort of in this same time period, right? So the day before the solstice, we get Jupiter, the planet of expansion, he's Zeus in the Greek pantheon, is moving into Aries. And Jupiter was in Aries very briefly earlier in 2022, and then went retrograde and so backtracked back into Pisces, which is the preceding sign. It will then be back in Aries and not get back into Pisces for another 12 years or so, 11 years. So it'll be in Aries by December 20th and there for several months. 
and Jupiter being the god of expansion and luck and Aries being very proactive, very go-getting, right? There is this opportunity to be very proactive, which should help, even though it creates some tension with the new moon, it should help really galvanize this drive to be managing our self-care in a new way and maybe help in some ways that tension of it being in alignment, in in a mathematical alignment, even though that alignment is 90 degrees, to the new moon and solstice that can help us from becoming too rigid because that Jupiter and Aries wants to be proactive, wants to be going forward where just the new moon in Capricorn with Hygieia could create a rigidity of I have to stick by this schedule or else. And so in some ways, I really like the fact that Jupiter is creating this tension with that energy because it will force it to be productive and accountable without the rigidity that it might have without Jupiter in play and coming into dialogue with these energies. So that's all for now. I hope that folks were able to follow that if they're not super astrologically literate. Um, I will put in some information in the dialogue uh, at, to help you with that. And again, I'm Dr. Laura Tad. This has been Mythic Sky Storytime, and I hope you have a lovely holiday and new year. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.